Talia Tonga Viola will bounce back versus Illinois. You are locked on Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for Maryland 247 page at InsideMarylandSports.com and also host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your days. And these days, every new potential hires can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Talia Tungavaiola and the running back room will have a huge day against Illinois. As I was doing my research like I do before every single game, right away I came out and I saw all these stats that Illinois' defense has put up this year and how bad they are this year. They're terrible. They rank last in the Big Ten in multiple categories, and they rank last in terms of points per game at 28.8. They rank last in yards per game at 401 yards per game that they're giving up. That's a lot of yardage to give up, 400 yards per game. That means teams are able to throw it on you. Teams are running it on you. And worst of all, their run defense has been pretty terrible at 176 rushing yards per game. So I was looking at this right away and saying to myself, the Maryland offense has a chance to do something special. Obviously, Talia does, but also I think the running back room especially Roman Hemby. I hope he gets going, but the receivers too. I didn't I didn't say that in my take, but I do think that the receivers and the overall offense can have a chance to have a big day, but I'm going to fo- focus on Talia in the running back room. If we look at Illinois' defense from last year, if you don't remember, they may have been the best defense in college football last year. They had multiple players go to the NFL on their defense from last year, including Devon Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, and Jartavius Brown. So they have multiple really good overall players. If you don't remember, Devon was a Thorpe Award finalist, consensus All-American, and is a t- and was the number five pick in the draft to, to the Seattle Seahawks. And he just went off for the Seattle Seahawks. He had a crazy game the last game that he played. I remember I was watching him. I think it was a primetime game, but Devon Witherspoon was going off on either Monday night or Sunday night. I don't remember which one, but he had like a pick six. He was making plays in the run game. So his game has translated to the NFL quite well. And look at Sidney Brown was a third round pick. He was first team all Big Ten at safety for them. And then Jatavius Brown was a second round pick at safety for the Commanders. Illinois last year arguably had the best secondary in all of college football. To have three guys go in the top three rounds of the draft, including a cornerback go top five in the draft and two safeties in the second and third round. And safeties don't usually go in the first round. So those were two guys that were on top of the safety ranking. So to have those guys go in the first two rounds or first three rounds, it's a really good look for your program. But overall, we're talking about the Maryland Terrapins. How does that have to do with us this year? Illinois inexperience. They have lost. A lot. There's a bunch of new starters in there, and they got some talented players. I was reading about a, t- a talented cornerback that they had that is 
a sophomore now and he's a starter and he's top of the Big Ten in pass deflections. They definitely have some still good players back there, but there's a reason their defense ranks last in the Big Ten. So I think it's a Talia, a huge day for Talia because I think he's going to be able to throw the ball all over the place against this defense in Illinois' Secondary, and if you look at what the Terps wide receivers have done so far, we're only the, one of the other teams. I forget who the other team was, but we're one of the only teams in the country with multi, a bunch of guys over 300 yards. So we have the balanced attack in the receiver room to allow Toledo to have a bad or a great game, and then also Illinois' cornerback room and their secondary overall. It's a bunch of new guys in there replacing straight dudes who are making plays on Sunday, like I talked about with Devon Witherspoon. And Sidney Brown, those were straight players. But this year, Maryland has the advantage all over the place in terms of Maryland's offense against Maryland's or against Illinois' defense. So I think Maryland's offense will be able to take advantage. And more importantly, I think not more importantly, more importantly, is the offense overall takes advantage of it. But to go along with that, I think Talia Tunga Viola will also take advantage of the new secondary starters. But Talia is not the only one that should have a big day the running back room should have a big day I feel like every game I keep saying this I'm like oh we should run the ball well against this team they rank bottom of the Big Ten or bottom in the country in run defense I said it against Virginia I think I said it a couple other times but this team does rank last in the Big Ten in rushing yards per game they allow about 176 per game so what am I looking at so far like I had a segment that was saying that our running back room has been confusing. I'm confused. At first, we thought Roman Hemby might be an all-Big Ten type of player, maybe honorable mention, maybe could sneak second-team Big Ten. But there are a ton of good backs in the Big Ten, so that's not an easy place to make. But we thought Roman Hemby was talented enough to maybe push for that. But he's been cold and hot for sure. And then we look at Antoine Littleton. He's had a really good stretch so far. He averaged... 10 yards per carry two weeks ago and had a really solid game last week against Ohio State. Roman Hemming played solid against Ohio State, too, had a nice run for like 17 yards and averaged 4.4 yards per carry. So overall, the running back room is interesting. And, of course, you can't forget about Colby McDonald, who has who never really struck cold. They just kind of stopped giving him carries, which I don't really understand why when he's averaging still 7.2 yards per carry. He was like top 10 in the country in yards per carry. But overall, my point is, I think this is a game to get the running game going. I think Talia will have a big day, but I also can see the backs having a big day because that's what Illinois has done every single game, and I know we're pass happy, but this team has not been able to stop the run. 176 yards per game, that's a lot of rushing yards to give up. Meanwhile, we haven't been a good rushing team at all. Like I said, we haven't gotten Roman Hemby going. ever. I'm telling you, ever since Mel Kuyper ranked Roman Hemby the second back on his big board, which almost certainly will not stay the same, I swear Roman Hemby's play has gotten a lot worse. I do think he's been nicked up a little bit. He looks like a step slower at times. I don't really know. I'm not sure exactly the injury report with him because he's played every game. But ever since he went off against Charlotte for like 160 rushing yards and like 40 receiving yards, and he went absolutely crazy, Roman Hemby hasn't been the same guy. But 
if I'm looking at what Illinois' defense is giving up, like I said, 176 rushing yards per game, and the explosive ability that I know Roman Hemby has in him, I think it's going to be a huge day for the running backs. And how does that translate to Talia? That will be pressure off Talia. That will open up play action, play action deep shots, to maybe Octavian Smith gets a play action deep shot. Maybe Caden Prather gets a play action deep shot. I think it will allow one of those guys – to get open down the field because they're going to be focused maybe on a run game, which I I can't say with confidence that that's going to happen because we never seem to run the ball particularly well. But I think we will this game, and I think it will take pressure off Talia. And when the run game's going, Talia doesn't turn over the ball as much. But when it's not going and we have to throw the ball, Talia tends to turn over the ball a lot more. But I think we'll have both going in the game. I think the run game will be going and the pass game will going out. I think it will complement each other perfectly against this Illinois team because teams have been able to do that. A lot of teams have passed for not like a ton of yardage, but it's always a solid like 260, 270, 250 yards against this Illinois defense who they do still have a lot of good players. And we'll get into some of those good players, especially one of those big, really good players in the next segment. So make sure you stick around. But I think it will be a Talia day because of the Illinois defense overall and the inexperience in the secondary to sum it up. And also, I think you look at how bad the run defense is. Roman Hamby will rush well, and then it will complement each other well. While Talia won't have pressure on his shoulders to carry the offense throwing the ball, will allow him to take shots down the field while also knowing that he can fall back on the run game. Terps offensive and defensive line can be the key against Illinois. I'll tell you about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing to your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Herps? Offensive and defensive line could make or break this game. And I'll explain. Illinois' offensive line has been one of the worst in college football. Maryland's defensive line should be able to get pressure on their quarterback, Luke Allmeyer. Luke has had an up and down year. Some games he looks pretty good. Some games he doesn't look the best. Some days they can't get much going. I watched some in a couple of games and the offense is really stagnant sometimes, but he does have a really big time wide receiver in Isaiah Williams. But I want to, I want to focus back on the offensive line. Illinois offensive line has been one of the worst in college football. I want to emphasize that again. It's one of the worst in college football. They expected it to be a strength coming into this year, but it has been far from a strength, and they have struggled to pass block this guy. And when Altmeyer plays poor, when the line doesn't block, he's thrown eight interceptions on the year and has been sacked a ton. 19 times 
to be a, to be exact. So when Maryland's defensive line, if they can get pressure on this quarterback for Illinois, we can force him into some mistakes. I think he'll throw a couple of interceptions if we consistently get pressure on him. And you know Maryland's defense, what we do. We, we force turnovers. We're still the best in the Big Ten at forcing the turnover, even though we didn't force one against Ohio State. But I think our defensive line is a key to get to their quarterback, Altemeyer, and make and make him make a mistake in a game that can allow us not to allow him to beat us. It'll allow us to have a big day overall in that defensive line. And a big day on that defensive line is going to win us this game, I think. If their quarterback is under consistent pressure like he's been all season, and guys like Quishon Fuller, Kellen Wyatt, Donnell Brown, Jay Sean Barham, if he's coming off the edge, if those guys have a big day against this poor Illinois offensive line, I think we win the game. I think it's as simple as that. I have confidence that our offense is going to be good tomorrow because of how bad Illinois' defensive defensive side of the ball has been. But I also think even if it's a subpar day from our offense, if we get pressure from our defensive line, I think we win the game because I just don't think Illinois is built to pass protect and to still beat a team and still have that style of play where they're able to compete in the game right now. I don't think they're a good enough team basically to compete in the game if their quarterback is consistently getting pressured on. I don't think it'll allow them to get Isaiah Williams down the field, which I think is a really important point. Isaiah Williams consistently has 45-yard games, 44-yard games, 30-yard games. He's really good at getting down the field and is a deep threat, even though he's on the shorter side of things at only 5'10". But if our defensive line is getting pressure consistently and not allowing Allmeyer to throw the ball down the field, then we're going to limit Williams. And with limiting Williams and getting pressure on the their quarterback, Illinois can't beat us. They don't have enough other playmakers. They have good players. Don't get me wrong. It's a big time opponent. They're still a really good team, but they don't have enough other players to beat us with. And then also another really important part that the defensive line, if they don't do this, it can allow Illinois to stick in the game. And that is rushing lanes. This quarterback can run the ball. Altemeyer against Kansas ran the ball for 70 yards against Kansas and had a really good game. Overall, or not, he didn't have a really good game, but he had a solid game. He had a really good game rushing the ball. So I'm looking at our defensive line has to stay in the rushing lanes. We can't get too far off upfield, and we can't lose contain overall because then I think Altemeyer can beat us with his legs, which is really going to hurt us and allow them to stay on the field on third downs and maybe get a couple big plays that way. And I don't think they can, they don't have enough streams of ways to get big plays. So if we get pressure then, and we don't allow Isaiah Williams to go off, then I think we're in a good spot. But I think overall our defensive line is a huge key to this game. And it might be the biggest part of this game overall. And one other point I want to make is that, like I said, getting pressure on Altamire is really important. When he was sacked six times against Kansas and Kansas, they pressured him. They pressured the heck out of him. He did not have a lot of time to throw the ball. He 
threw two interceptions that game. So back on my point about turnovers, if we don't give this guy time and we get to him, he's going to throw a turnover or two overall. So I think that's extremely important. And then our offensive line is really important in terms of stopping one player, Johnny Newton, one of the best players in the Big Ten. He's a stud. He's a giant man. He's a defensive tackle. He's going to be an NFL player. He was a first-team All-Big Ten selection last year, and he's back. And he's going to be projected to go – or he is projected to go in the first round. Look at any mock draft. They People have him all over the place. They have him, like, early first round. They have him later first round. But this is a dude. This is an NFL player for Illinois. And our Maryland offensive line, it is going to be huge – Huge for us to block this guy. against. I watched the full Penn State-Illinois game on a Saturday. I had a bunch of games on, but that was my main focus was the Penn State-Illinois game, knowing that we played both of those teams. And that was a couple weeks ago. But Penn State-Illinois, you would think Penn State would have the best player in the field with all the good players they have, whether it's Drew Aller, whether it's Singleton, one of the running backs, whether it's Abdul Carter, or Curtis Jacobs, or one of those guys, or King, their cornerback. Out of everyone on the field and all the players and dudes that Penn State has, the best player on the field was Newton, and it wasn't particularly close. He's only had 2.5 sacks on the year, but don't look at the sacks number. He's a defensive tackle, so it is really challenging, especially when everyone knows about him to get – to create constant pressure, but that's exactly what he's doing. He's first in not only all the Big Ten, but the whole country in terms of getting to the quarterback and creating pressure. So I'm looking at the rest of the Illinois defensive line, and I'm like, okay, I'm sure they're good players, but this guy we have to stop. We cannot let this guy ruin our day because if he ruins our day, They can stay in the game. This is the type of guy that can allow you to stay in the game. This is the type of guy that if he gets pressure to Talia, we look at a completely different game. So we got to stop this guy. Penn State has a really good offensive line, and they had trouble stopping this guy. So whether it's a double team, whether you can't really – it's hard to chip a guy when he's playing defensive tackle, but different ways. I know they're game planning for it, but that's why I think the offensive line is going to be really important, especially emphasis on the interior offensive line to stop Illinois overall because we do not want this guy to wreck the game plan because I promise you he can. I've seen him against Penn State first in all the country and pressures in terms of defensive tackle. He's going to be a first-round pick in the draft. He's going to play on Sundays. So we got to stop this guy on the offensive line. And that's why I think our defensive and offensive line are the key to this game. I think Talia will have a big day and all that, but I think the biggest key to the game isn't the wide receiver room, isn't the running backs. I think it's the defensive and offensive line. Yesterday I said the cornerbacks, but – As the more and more I think about it, Isaiah Williams is a really good player overall, but I think our defensive line creating pressure and not letting him get downfield will kind of be more, almost more important than our cornerbacks 
stopping that guy because it's really hard. He's going to get some receptions. It's really hard to cover that guy. So overall, our offensive line is extremely important in stopping Newton because he can make the game a lot closer than it should be. And our defensive line is extremely important to get pressure on Altmeyer and make him make mistakes. Will the Terps win and cover the spread? It's prediction time after this message from Locked On and FanDuel. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Will the Terps cover the spread against Illinois? The spread is 14 and a half, and I'm going to go ahead and say the Terps are not going to cover. I think Illinois covers the spread, but I do think the Terps win. I'm looking at this game, and I'm scared. I talked about it yesterday. This game can kind of lead to how our season goes. If we some reason, hopefully we don't. I don't think we will. But if we drop this game to Illinois and want a two-game losing streak, the fans feel a lot different about this game. The coaching staff or the season, the coaching staff is going to feel a lot different. The vibe is going to feel a lot different. Right now, we're happy. Even coming off a loss to Ohio State, we think we have a lot to look forward to. We think we have a huge bowl game to eventually get to. But if we put a two-game losing streak together against an Illinois team that were favored against 14.5 points, that's really going to suck overall for the fans, for the team, for the players. But 14 and a half is a pretty big spread. I still think we win comfortably, but I think Illinois like kind of backhand covers it. But this Illinois team scares me because I feel like they have everything you kind of need to make a game close. And I talked about all of these spots, but I want to tell you again. They have a big-time wide receiver in Isaiah Williams, first in the Big Ten in receiving, one of the best in the country, top 25 in receiving yards in the country. And a big-time wide receiver like that can make some plays that he's not really supposed to make, and suddenly the game's a lot closer. And then you look at their pass rusher in Johnny Newton, who I also talked about. You need a pass rusher if you're going to upset a big-time team, and a guy like that in their on their interior defensive line he can do some things against the Maryland Terrapins. So those two really scare me at the wide receiver position, the playmaking position, to be able to make a couple of plays. I think that will – I think I can see Williams. Honestly, I don't know if Tarheep still is going to play. And if he does, is he 100% healthy? I don't know. But I just saw Marvin Harrison go crazy on us. So I don't know exactly what – Williams is going to do against us. I think we'll have a chance of covering him up pretty well, but I think he can make some plays, and that's just me being realistic. I'm not going to sit here and be like, 
He's not going to make any plays at all, and we're going to clamp him, and he's not going to get a catch. He's too good of a player. He's going to make some plays. Hopefully we can limit it and make some other guys make some plays, but I can see him making some plays that help them cover the spread. And they have a dual-threat quarterback in Aldemeyer. Dual-threat quarterbacks, they scare me in college football. They can make a couple plays they're not supposed to make on a third down, and I think Maryland had some trouble with this so far this season, sometimes at times stopping quarterback run play, but this is going to be a testing a guy that can throw and run the ball. And it just can allow you to convert a third down, like I was saying, create a 20-yard rush when you're not really supposed to. It can allow you to make a big play that can really help you win the game. So those are the three components I'm looking at, and I'm thinking Illinois covers a 14.5 spread. I'm thinking it's more of a backdoor cover. I'm thinking we're up 17 in the fourth, and they score a touchdown with four minutes left. I think it's something closer to that, but I also can see it being a close game. This is a tough Illinois team. This is an Illinois team that has really been a good team the past couple of years, and they had a lot of hype going into the season. A lot of people thought they would be a really good team, and I thought this was a swing game going into the season, and now they're 2-4, and four and they don't look good, and Maryland's 14-and-a-half favorites, and they are probably think, what do we have to lose? And that's the best place to be and the worst place to be on a, as a football team, playing against a team that has – nothing to lose because they also don't have much to play for. Obviously, it's early on in the season. They could still make a bowl game, but they're coming into the shell thinking what they probably think they can beat us, honestly. They're watching us play Ohio State, our offense stalling out, and they're probably like, oh, we can stop them. Overall, I just can see them covering the spread. We'll see what happens. I hope they don't. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Maryland wins by a lot. I love seeing a bunch of guys get into the game, but overall, we'll see what happens. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe. We're here every day talking about the Maryland Terrapins. And we'll be getting into some basketball, a lot of basketball soon. So if you're a basketball fan, we will be covering all those games too. So don't you worry. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.